Welcome to Teaching in 10, a podcast from the Center for Excellence in Teaching and Learning at the University of Northern Iowa. Teaching in 10 provides a space for higher education faculty to share teaching strategies and stories about how we engage students and support student success and well-being in 10-minute episodes. I'm Dr. Sarah Montgomery, and today I'm delighted to welcome Dr. Hannah Oxania to the podcast. Hannah is Assistant Professor of Flute in the School of Music at the University of Northern Iowa. She teaches applied flute and team teaches woodwind techniques. Hannah also directs a flute ensemble of majors, non-majors, and community members, which I love. Currently, Hannah is principal flutist of the Topeka Symphony Orchestra in Topeka, Kansas, and she was also recently awarded the UNI Outstanding Teaching Award. Way to go. Um, When not at UNI, she is chasing after her three little girls, and in 2022, she ran a thousand miles, which, wow. That's awesome. So Hannah, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's a joy to learn from you today, and I appreciate your time. And I've got to ask, because that's the question we've got going here, how do you engage students and support their success in your teaching? Well, thank you, Sarah, for having me here. It's a delight. It's a pleasure. Um, So in the music world, uh, when you go to music school, it's a very different process than when you go into a lot of other fields. It's a lot more like going to trade school than it is like doing a a liberal arts program. Okay. Um, Because from day one, you're working one-to-one with a master teacher in your discipline. Mm. Um, So we have the bulk of what I teach is applied flute, which are these one-to-one lessons. Okay. And so uh, right now I have 12 flute students in applied flute, and I meet with each of those students for an hour a week Okay, um, where it's one-to-one instruction. So okay. as a teacher, I'm able to absolutely differentiate my curriculum and individualize it to what this student needs um, on this particular day with what they've come in with. And I have everything from students who never took a private flute lesson before they walked into my office to students who were studying from a very young age, who won lots of competitions, who have big dreams um, and are are chasing after a performance career where you're going to hear them on the radio someday sort of idea. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, So, so it's it's wonderful, and I get to meet the students where they are, but there are also the objective criteria of you have to be able to meet these certain bars if we're going to give you our UNI stamp of approval okay. and give you your degree. Um, so it's it's figuring out every student's path to meet those bars um, and and achieve what they're they're looking to achieve. Um, the other thing that's that really makes it more trade schooly is that we're learning by doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there is not in the classes that I teach. There's not a lot of theoretical. Um, there are theoretical aspects to music, and the students do learn those. Uh, but the classes that I teach are very hands-on. I'm I'm playing my instrument for them. I'm playing my instrument with them, mm. and we're figuring out how their body and their mechanics um, and their brain all work together to make music. This is so complex and amazing. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So it's, it's a really cool dynamic. Um, And it, it affords a lot of opportunities to support students on the individual level. Okay. Um, So 
I like to look at my job as, so I have to work my students through a particular curriculum, but it's also my job to help them discover their voice, both as a musician and as a human being, Mm -hmm. um, and help them through that discover what their vocation is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because you don't ever go into music because you're hoping to make a lot of money at it. Oh, yeah. um, it's, okay. it's not a, it's not a very lucrative career. Um, my, my husband is a, an in the trenches music educator, which okay. is what most of our students coming out of you and I are going. Sure. To yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, we have a very wonderful education school here at you and I, um, and you know, just knowing, knowing that, I'm not only working because I really love it and want to, but because you can't really support a family of five on a public school educator's salary. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what I'm sending my students out in, in the world for. And so you don't, you're not doing this because you want to make a lot of money and have a lot of life security doing this. You're doing this because you love it and because you're passionate about it and because you feel like you have something to share in this particular area. Mm, That passion piece is huge. Yeah. And figuring out if you have that passion, if you're willing to put in the long hours and the long days, inspiring students in this particular way, Mm. or if there's a different avenue for this, do you really get excited about, you know, there, there are people who make careers sort of doing what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, audio editing. Yeah. Is a big Glad thing. you're here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there are people who make a lot of money doing that. There are mm. people who manage the artists that we work with. Okay. And we have all of these programs within the school of music. Um, we're, we're training students how to do this. It's not just you go and you, you get your perform, you do your performing career. If you can do that, um, or you go and you teach students, if you feel called to, um, go and inspire the next generation of musicians. Um, there's a lot of ways to be professionally involved in music, and we have a lot of the pathways that can get students there. And so sometimes it's a student will come in saying, I loved band. Band was the place in the world where I felt safe, where I felt mm-hmm. happy. Yes. And so they come in and they want to be a music major because they loved band. And then they realize there's so much more to it. Mm-hmm. And maybe I don't want to be a band director, but maybe I want to work instrument retail. Oh. I want to go and I want to sell trombones. Oh my goodness. You know? And there's, there's a job for you. I guess I hadn't, it's just, I'm so glad you're here because you're amazing. And because I think what you all are doing, I don't know the details, right? Like just knowing already there are all these different paths, right? Or you might start in one path, but look at all these other options. I guess it's that way in a lot of fields, right? But I just yes. hadn't thought through it in the context of the school music. So mm-hmm. thank you. Good. Well, cool. And a lot of the students don't know either. Yeah. And so it's it's taking this time and ta- taking the time within my curriculum to show them what's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so that's, that's a big part of teaching and, and getting them to discover what it is that makes them tick okay, and then find and pursue that path. Okay. That's going to give them that career fulfillment. Mm. Um, Which has to align with their motivations, right? Yes. And those might shift and change. Absolutely. That's life. Yeah. So within, within the structure of lessons, we're working on the life skills that are going to get them there. Time management is a big one because the structure of my applied flute curriculum basically is you have 
a piece of music and a set of technique patterns, scale patterns okay. that you have to be ready to perform for the entire woodwind faculty in a 10 minute slot mm. during finals week. This is what happens. This is for every, and, like, this yeah, is your... and, and this is like 40 to 50% of your grade, depending on Ooh. the studio. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a big deal. Yes. So the idea is you're handed this piece of music at the beginning of the semester and let's figure out how to get you to be really musically expressive and not just play all the right notes mm-hmm. and the right rhythms at the right time. Yeah. That might get you like a B okay. on your final exam if that's what you accomplish by the end of the semester. You have to figure out how to say something through this. But oh. it's it's time management. It's when are you going to learn all of those notes and mm-hmm. rhythms and dynamics and articulations? Because this can't happen the night before, Absolutely or the week, there is or two no weeks cramming. before. Like there's no the procrastination like, option is not a path. We're we're going to be able to tell immediately if that was the mm. option that you chose this semester. Oh my gosh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of time. Yes, you get your one hour a week with me. Mm-hmm. But all the other hours that you have to spend working on this, you're doing it on your own. So I'm teaching you how to become your own teacher. Mm-hmm. And that's not some it's not just exclusive to flute. It's how when when you're you know 10 years down the road and you need to adult, how do you adult? This is deep. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Right. It is, though. Oh, my Um, goodness. And then there's in our profession, there's a lot of. um, We talk a lot of in in life about how to how to advocate for yourself, how to get what you need. It's absolutely essential in music because, you know, you, you think about programs in in schools, music, music is where a lot of the cuts happen first. Oh, you're right. Arts, fine arts are where mm-hmm. the cuts will happen. levels. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And so to, to actually survive throughout your career, you're probably going to have to learn how to not only advocate for you and what you need, but for what your program needs, mm-hmm. for what your art form needs, mm-hmm. for what your community needs. If, oh. If you're, you know, say you go through and you get a music degree, but then – you and your spouse decide that it's better for you to stay home and raise the kids. Yeah. Great. But you might end up serving on the symphony board at some time and, and being the person knocking door to door saying, Hey, come out and support the symphony. We need this in our community. I'm learning so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is multifaceted. And I love that you continue. I mean, even through your leadership, um, with the flute ensemble, like the community is a piece of all that you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's musicians can't exist without the patrons. True. Yes. Yeah. Without the people who that relationship that, yeah, Mm -hmm. that ongoing connection. And you know, it's, it's not, it's sort of teaching students how to sell themselves, but it's not really selling. It's, it's, bringing people with you and convincing people, Hey, this is important. Mm -hmm. This is important to me. This is why it's important to me. This is what I have to share with you. This has incredible value. Mm -hmm. This is my gift to you. What value can we assign to this gift that I am giving you? Mm. And I can only imagine that in learning that from you and your colleagues, 
just how that's helping them grow as a person on multiple levels, right? To mm-hmm. learn how to advocate for what you need and to be able to bring people together to see value in something like that's a that's a big life skill. Right. And it can have very nitty gritty like, on the ground sort of applications. Um, you know, in the idea of we talk about these this in this big um, the grand sense of it, but there's also the nitty gritty of what do you need right now to be successful? Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of times students don't know what they don't know. Yeah. So to, so them. yeah, where, where do you go when you need help? How do you ask for help? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you study? Yeah. And you're saying you're thinking campus resources and also like the day to day, like, yeah, like <laughs> sticking with the plan that you like, yeah, sticking with the plan that you developed. Like, um, how do you make sure in your life that you consistently have clean laundry to wear? Because it's legit. Yeah. At, you, you can go through your entire college experience wearing that same sweatshirt mm. Mm. <laughs> and it gets really funky. <laughs> But you're not going to be able to do that when you walk into your job no. for most jobs. No. Okay. And so how do you how do you make that plan to I'm going to get my laundry done? Or yeah. is it important for me to fold and put away my laundry? And how do I make sure that happens? Is it important for my relationship with my roommate to yeah. make sure that my laundry is yeah. not all over everywhere? Hmm. It's multifaceted. Uh, Those yeah. routines, though. Yes, and and so you know, working out working out the routine, the, the routines that you need to get from point A to point B, with your particular piece of music, mm. leads to all of these other conversations. We have this converse. We have conversations on a regular basis about okay, this week didn't go so well for practicing. Why didn't it go so well for practicing? You know, we didn't. You didn't meet these objectives that we set out for this week. Well, I had this big test in this and then I did this and then my friends were coming in town for the weekend. Okay. Did you have time budgeted for your practicing this week? Usually it's, Oh, or I did, but I was really distracted by my smartphone. Hmm. They're honest about it. Yeah. I mean, we build that relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, this can help everybody. That's what I'm thinking. Like, this can help, this can help me. Like, mm-hmm. but you're having, I don't know, it almost, the, it's some coaching, it's some counseling, it's some life skill. Like, this yes. is big. And that's, it's really where I see the value in what we're able to do with, with applied lessons mm. is we're, we're training these we're training our students in our instrument and in life because mm-hmm. they work hand in hand. You're not going to become a successful technician on your instrument if you're not organized enough to be a successful technician on your instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, doing all of the crazy running in my spare time yeah. um, has put me um, in the loop of a lot of like endurance athletes, magazines and um, blogs and things like that. Okay. And uh, there was a, uh, there's a professional coach who was writing a blog about what separates 
the very elite runners from everybody else. Okay. And there's, it's this mix of, you have to be a little bit insane to get that good. You really have to, to go for it, but you also have to be super organized and disciplined um, to get there. You can't skip your practice runs or no. your try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't skip your long runs. Well, and I think what you're sharing here for all of us, not in the school of music or maybe still in the school of music, all of us across campus or in other fields across the world is that we really need to be thinking about the whole person, right? That it's not Absolutely. just, it's not just, well, let me give, I'm going to teach this content and we're going to have maybe an application opportunity or a field experience or an internship or, or whatever, right? With kind of that hands-on piece, but we need right. to step back and see, have we laid the framework or at least had a conversation or modeled like, what are the steps you like? You can know the content, but if you can't deliver, if you can't consistently show up, I mean, in education, oh my gosh, right? Absolutely. Like you got to be yes. consistent, you, you got to be organized, and and we talk about that, and they have opportunities to practice, but to really make that explicit, I think that's powerful because mm-hmm. for some people, that's just how they roll, right? Yes. They're more organized, whatever. But mm-hmm. for a lot of folks, this is a learning curve. So absolutely, a learning curve. Yeah. Um, and then there's, it's it's sort of called to light for me, um, trying to think about how this, how this applies to how we can support students in the classes where I'm not seeing that, not seeing that student on a one-to-one, mm-hmm. um, because I, because I do have the classes that are the lecture, the group, classes, yeah. the group classes. Yep. And how do I make sure that that student is still getting all of these things and what they need Okay, um, and, and looking into, you know, what I, I try and work in a one-to-one check-in with every student really? in my other courses. Okay. It's not a long check-in. No. But you know, that that can we get a pulse on how you're doing specifically in this class and what resources I need to get you mm. to make sure that you're succeeding. And so I have that one I have a a one-to-one meeting with everybody built into the curriculum. And then I also have a survey mid-semester, like anonymous what do you still need from me oh. um as sort of a hey i uh, like this is your opportunity to before we get to student assessments tell me what you need yeah and, you um, can make and i can make a change on the fly and say wow. oh well okay if you're having this much problem with this particular piece of technology i can fix that mm. um, help you yep wow mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah so you know looking and then in an ideal world, I'd love it if if we could all figure out ways to get the students that one-to-one support with somebody on campus. I hear you. Right? Because I think just the check-in, even mm-hmm. if it's quick, somebody cares, somebody's asking. Yes. Even a peer component, like right. it matters. Now assign every incoming student to somebody. Yeah. As, you know, whether that's that hat that that happens during advising, whether that happens during, you know, a peer to peer sort of program. Yeah. yeah. I would love to see that. I, I appreciate you because you're <laughs> looking at the big picture. Yep. Yeah. And and that's going to impact student well-being, success, mm-hmm. retention, next steps, life. Right. Yeah. Their, their, yeah. Not just their career, but now their we, life. We hear about the students who, um, you know, who get to their junior year and they have that crisis of, 
I'm not in the right major. I don't know what I want to do. Or I failed so many classes mm-hmm. in my block yeah. on, that I'm not on track to graduate anymore. And I don't know if this is worth it or not. Yeah. And you have that conversation with them of, well, wait, how did you get to this point? Yeah. And I say, well, I didn't come into college knowing how to study. And so these classes were really, really hard for me. Yeah. And I didn't know how to ask for help. And I didn't ask for help. Yeah. And so now I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. And so trying to catch those folks sooner than later and model that and have, right. make it explicit could help a lot yep. of people Yep, and then help their students or colleagues or wherever they land. Yep. Wow. Well, thank you so much. Yes. This was just incredibly insightful. I was hoping to have you on the show for a long time. And so <laughs> my heart is happy. So thank you. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Thank and, you so much. and I'm going to have to really be processing this because it's a whole new land. It's a different landscape, but it has some of the same connections to things I do and care about. So thank you. Great. Yeah. Thank you for having me. So listeners, um, thanks for listening today and please subscribe and review us wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to tell your colleagues about the podcast. And until next time, thank you for joining us on teaching in 10 from the center for excellence in teaching and learning at the university of Northern Iowa.